Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keeper of Lost Cities. Um, real quick, uh, I just want to say on Anchor, you can, like, give me feedback on my podcast or just send me stuff, and it will or might appear in the podcast. Um, yeah, so please do that. Um, here we go. Where have you been? Ben, her dad shouted as Sophie stepped through the door. His round face, usually so soft, was bent and twisted into hard lines. Her mom rubbed her temples. We almost called the police. Sophie's eyes burned with unshed tears. Her parents, her house, her whole life, the past 12 years. This was the last time she would see any of it. It was far, far too, uh, far too much for her brain to process. So she did the only thing she could do and raced across the room, threw her arms around them and hugged as hard as she could. Did something happen, Sophie? Her dad asked. After a minute, your school uh, called and said you left early. His mind flashed to unspoken horrors. Sophie cringed away from his thoughts. Nothing bad happened. It's just been a strange day. She buried her face into her mom's side. I love you guys. We love you too, her mom whispered, totally confused. What's going on, Soybean? Her dad asked. Sophie trembled at the nickname, proved that she uh, really didn't belong with her family. She's just trying to get out of trouble, Amy said, bouncing into the room. She loved watching Sophie get busted. Amy, how many times have I told you not to eavesdrop? Her mom asked. Amy shrugs. How long is she grounded for? Three months, her dad answered. Amy shot Sophie a tri- triumphant look. It doesn't matter, Sophie said, still hugging her parents. I'm sorry for worrying you guys. I won't do it again, I promise. For once, she would be able to keep her word. Well, maybe two months, her dad decided, rubbing Sophie's back. Amy pouted, and Sophie couldn't help smiling as her pent uh Pentness, at her pentness. I think that's it. She was uh, stunned to realize that the, that that moment she was going to miss Amy. Her bratty, obnoxious, pain-in-the-butt little sister. Sure, they fought all the time, but fighting with her was fun. I have brothers, I love fighting with them. Because it's fun. It's fun making points. And also, I'm older, so if I lose, I could always... No, that would, no. Sorry, I can't do that. Why had she never realized that before? She ran over and wrapped Amy in a hug. Her parents gasped. Ugh, what are you doing? Amy asked, squirming in Sophie's tight embrace. Sophie ignored her struggles. I know we don't always get along, Amy, but you're my sister, and I love you. Amy jerked away. Why are you being weird? I'm not being weird. I just wanted to tell you I love you. I love all of you. She turned to her parents who were watching the strange scene play out between their daughters with their mouths open. I couldn't ask for a better family. What happened to you, Amy asked. Nothing. She turned away and blinked back tears. I'm going to my room now. Her dad cleared his throat. Come to his senses. You're not off the hook yet, soybean. We still need to talk about what happened today. 
We will, she agreed. Desperate to get out of there, Fitz was keeping watch outside, and she had to hurry. Later. She raced up to her room and packed in a daze. She didn't want to... Uh, she didn't take much. Everything felt like it belonged to someone else. To another life. When she was done, she allowed herself one minute to memorize, memorize every detail of her old room. The pale blue walls, dusty stacks of books piled on every available surface. The blue and yellow quilt her mother made for her when she was a baby. Her room looked empty now. Maybe it was because she felt empty. Then she took a deep breath, turned off the lights, and closed the door. And tripped over Marty's furry body in the hall. Sorry, boy, she whispered, crouching next to him. She rubbed his soft fur, trying not to cry. He'd been her only friend. But she couldn't take him with her. The family would never would need him. Amy would take care of you, she promised as she stood up. His pink mouth opened, releasing one tiny, pathetic, meow. I'll miss you too. Sorry, that was a very bad meow. Fitz had given her a disc of sleeping gas to release if she couldn't sneak out. She'd hoped she wouldn't have to use it. The idea of drugging her family made her physically ill. But they were waiting at the base of the stairs. Uh, where do you think you're going? Her dad demanded, glaring at the backpack slung over her shoulder. Amy giggled. Aren't you in enough trouble already? Sophie Elizabeth Foster. You tell us what's going on right now, her mom yelled. Sophie stared at them, clutching the sleeping gas, too afraid to use it. I, I'm sorry, she managed to say. I, I have to leave. Her dad moved between the, her and the door. You're not going anywhere. It's not up to me. Sit down, he demanded, pointing to the living room couch. Clearly, they weren't going to let her go, and the time, and time was all but up. Fine, I promise I'll explain everything if you just sit down and listen to me. She cringed at the lie, hating herself for saying it, but it worked. They moved to the couch and waited for her to start talking. She fingered the disc, ordering her hands to spin the top the way Fitz had, sh- uh, Fitz had shown her, but she couldn't. She couldn't let the last word she'd say to her family be a lie. Please, please know that I love you. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me. I have to go now, but I will never forget you. Tears blurred their faces as she held her breath and twisted the disc between her hands. Air rushed past her fingers as the gas released, and she dropped it and backed away. Somehow, she managed to count to 30 to let the gas clear. Before she breathed, the gas cleared before she breathed. Then she crumpled to the floor, burying her face in her hands. It's okay, Sophie. It's going to be okay. It took her a second to recognize the voice belonged to Fitz. He crouched on the floor, hugging her against his shoulders. Some part of her brain knew she should be embarrassed about smearing tears and drool and snot all over his jacket. But she couldn't make herself care. I drugged my family, she whispered. You did the right thing. It doesn't feel like the right thing. He squeezed her tighter, and another round of sobs overcame her. Look, Sophie, I feel like a jerk for saying this, but we have to get out of here. The washers could be here any second, and they can't find us here. 
washers? Telepaths trained to erase memories. I'm sure the council has sent them by now. She forced her arms to let go of him, wiped her tear-stained face on her shirt. Just give me a second. I'll go get your bags. Are they upstairs? She pointed to a worn purple backpack. That's all I'm taking. That's all? What am I supposed to take? What am I going to need for it? What am I going to need it for? It's now or never, Sophie. Don't leave anything behind that you might regret later. No, there's nothing. She stopped as she realized there was something. Something she decided to leave because she was too embarrassed to take it with her. Something she suddenly couldn't bear to leave without. Ella, she whispered, saying the name made her feel a teeny bit better. I haven't slept without her since I was five. I thought I should leave her behind, but she couldn't finish. Where is she? Upstairs on my bed. She's the bright blue elephant wearing a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) She blushed, but she didn't laugh. But he didn't laugh. Somehow, he seemed to understand. I'll be right back, he promised. She closed her eyes so she wouldn't have to see her family's limp bodies and counted uh, the seconds until Fitz returned. He handed her the worn blue elephant. She was surprised at how much better she felt. Now she had something to hold on to. One thing she loved was coming with her. I'm ready to go, she said with sudden determination. Fitz helped her to her feet and led her to the door. A big part of her wanted to look back one last time, but she kept her eyes forward. Then clutching Ella with one arm, Fitz with the other. She took two, the two hardest steps she'd ever taken. Out of the past and into the future. That is all. That is the end of chapter 13. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, have a nice week, everybody.